Welcome to another edition of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Richard Ristvet. We're continuing our discussion from yesterday. I recently had the opportunity to go out to near Rugby, North Dakota, and check out BASF's showcase plot tours, and they're showcasing their Invigor Canola line. A lot of good things to learn out there. A lot of individual stations about what they're showcasing, how they can help out in the field, and what they can do for you and why you should be planting canola in your field as well. I got a chance to catch up with Ken Dybert of BASF, and he tells us a little bit about what we're uh, what we're able to learn out here. Yeah, thanks for being here, Rich. We've got a great, uh, great crowd here today. Uh, obviously, everyone that's attending here today is very interested in canola, in Vigor Canola from BASF. Uh, so we've got uh, great attendance here to learn about that. We're talking a little bit about crop protection as well. Uh, so we've got a great mix here today of uh, seed and, and chemistry, so to speak, focus. Uh, and I, I, I work uh, primarily on the on the chemistry side and uh, travel primarily in the eastern third of North Dakota and, and northwest Minnesota. So blessed to be out here today to to see uh, some awesome looking canola i know that uh, everywhere most of these places have had the heat this year but not every place have has received the rain and they certainly have received some some relatively speaking timely showers here now we were just on the west side of ken's normal territory and i asked him if he's seen any differences as he moves west through the state yeah, it's kind of it's funny you ask that because, you know, normally the, the moisture resides in eastern North Dakota and the Red River Valley area. I would say this year, to a degree, there's always exceptions. So relatively speaking, uh, especially this central corridor of the state, not everywhere, but there's been some there's some really nice looking crop out here just because of the, the rain that we received early, some somewhat uh, recently, but uh, especially earlier in the season, you know, as I... So I guess as I like to say, as I travel west, I've, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it this green in some of these areas because normally it's uh, it's a, a different shade of green, a, a, a more of a shade of brown uh, in some areas uh, this time of the year. So, uh, yeah, definitely a different uh, difference in environment. Uh, that's very noticeable as we move west. Um, one of the two of the th- well, one thing that I guess I I tend to pay a lot of attention this time of the year rich uh, especially in the in the eastern portion of the state but i know these guys do out here as well as white mold uh, and obviously that disease can infect canola uh, and those applications have, have been more or less if they're going to be made they've been made by now uh, but soybeans and dry beans some of those applications may be coming up yet um, you know we always focus on that early r2 uh, timing in both crops uh, it's certainly those products can certainly be applied later. Our, our uh, brand that we focus on at BSF is Endura fungicide. Uh, Endura is a very, very effective, uh, I would say second to none in terms of white mold control. Uh, very uh, well researched at North Dakota State in Carrington uh, by Dr. Michael Vunch. And, uh, and what, uh, what Michael will do is he'll compare that product uh, to any new brand, any new white mold brand coming into the marketplace and really is, is uh, positioned Endura as a standard out here. So I know that we won't see Endura applications everywhere this year because of the, the drier uh, periods that we've encountered now. And uh, so it just depends on uh, what, the, what the moisture levels are and how the crop, uh, as importantly, how, how the crop is looking in that, that uh, respective area as well. And he gives us a little idea of what we should be keeping our eye on here going into the future. 
Yeah, one thing, one last thing I'd focus on, Rich, is uh, you think about upcoming uh, applications that uh, may be taking place. But now I'm going to fast forward a bit to the, the towards the end of the season in these harvest aid applications with sharp and herbicide. Uh, canola receives uh, a lot of attention around harvest aid treatments with sharpen uh, crops like dry beans, sunflower, for example, uh, especially where we did have some drier areas. If we did allow some weeds to come through the canopy because we had a little bit thinner crop uh, unfortunately due to the environment that's a great fit among other other scenarios great fit for sharpen uh, to if nothing else speed up harvest and, and ease of harvest and that's where sharpen can really uh, help in a big way uh, on those respective crops so i would uh, encourage uh, everyone out there to visit with their local bsf retailer and or bsf uh, business rep uh, to hone in on the specific timing by crop because it uh, the label will give you all that information uh, but uh, these folks can uh, help simplify that a little bit so encourage everybody to visit uh, with your local retailer but it wasn't just Invigor Canola that they were showcasing. They also are talking about soybeans. Bob Bowl with BASF tells us a little more. Well, we have one of our demonstrated strip trials here just east of Rugby, and it's a, a showcase of many things, that complete total acre package we offer within BASF. And we got our Invigor hybrids out here to include some of our experimentals and what we're working on for research and development moving into 2024 and beyond. We are highlighting our Zatabo brand for our E3 platform soybeans and showing uh, what we have to offer in that in regards to new experimentals and new varieties as such in that process and then we have our total complete uh, crop protection products whether it's going to be our new launch of Liberty Ultra herbicide as well as other uh, tools that we have to connect that offer with our seed and our crop protection products to focus on that total acre strategy. One thing you may not know, or maybe you do, but BASF is the largest biological company in the country as well. That is correct. We as BSF spend a lot of time in research and development, whether it be biologicals, new treatments, seed treatments, uh, new herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, that whole CP platform, and our seed industry. So we spend uh, a lot of money in R&D to ensure that we bring the best products to the grower and to our partners. And BAS always keeps their eye on the future and is testing and trying new things all the time to bring the best quality stuff that they can to the market. Bob Bull tells us a little bit more. Well, I think you can expect a lot of things out of BSF because, like we talked earlier, that innovation and research and development is the forefront. That's a thing with one of our pillars uh, in regards to BSF. But hang on to your hats because we're bringing new hybrids out, new varieties out, new ex exclusive platforms of traits within our seed portfolio and more connected offers with our entire crop protection products. So uh, buckle your straps down a little bit because we're going to have some great products in the very near future. Just want to say to listeners, thank you. If you're a grower or a retailer or an agronomist in general, we appreciate your business and look forward to many opportunities in the near future. I just want to thank uh, Ken and Bob for spending a little bit of time with us and telling us about some of the exciting things that BASF is doing now and doing for the future. Another news of note is the National Pork Producers Council released its third quarter pork industry economic update covering the top pork industry issues, current trends, and marketing issues impacting U.S. farmers. Among the biggest takeaways, California's Prop 12 creates significant challenges and market uncertainty for pig farmers across the country and has far-reaching implications beyond the pork industry. High production costs continue to be a major challenge to pig farmers' profitability. 
The average cost and break-even levels are 9% higher than a year ago and have risen 60% in the last three years. Hog slaughter and pork production increased an estimated 1.2% and 0.3% respectively through mid-July of 2023. USDA now says pork production will increase 1.4% this year, while domestic pork availability is expected to drop 2.5% to 49.8 pounds per capita for this year. For This American Egg Today, for the American Egg Network, I'm Richard Ristvet.